This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone. Welcome along. It's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's to you. And it's also Wednesday, which means it's our last betting weekly game bet match of the week. And, you know, so there's a million people I'd like to spend Valentine's Day with, and um, oh, out of the million people, there's a million and one person I want to spend Valentine's Day. And it's it's my uh, friend, this senior handicapper for because we're in it's Sean Calvert. Happy Valentine's Day, sir! You must have sat loads of cards. Is Happy Valentine's Day a thing? Do well, we is now? Do we do that? I, I must admit, I don't think I've received or sent a Valentine's card for about God a very long time, probably like 20, 30 years or something. I don't. I don't recall really? that. No, it's not. It's, I, I don't like days when you feel like you're forced to do stuff. Like New Year's Eve, I absolutely hate because you're only going out because people kind of think you should and you're doing it because everyone else is doing it. And it's rubbish. It's freezing. It's overpriced. And it's a nightmare. Valentine's Day, same thing. I wouldn't want to do that. You're doing it because everyone's everyone else is doing it. And it's 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 kind of a thing. But no, I don't like days when it, you're kind of forced to have fun. I'm not keen on birthdays either for that, that exact you same have reason. Them. You can't get away from them. I know, but everyone's like, oh, it's your birthday. You've got to go out. No, I'd rather go out like al fresco when I want to go out and it's sun shining and, you know, there's a couple of mates around and then you go out and you have fun. But I don't feel, I don't like that feeling of being forced to have fun at a particular time on a particular day. That's, that's my opinion on the matter. Did so, you get any Valentine's cards this morning? No, I'm still waiting for that thing you sent me in the post last week. I've got no chance around here well, with the post. That, I, I think that's gone. I, that, there was a Valentine's card in there from me, and that's gone. Well, I'm af- I'm afraid. I did say the post is dodgy around here. Um, I, funnily enough, I rang up the Royal Mail yesterday. and um, It wouldn't have gone well. It, that wouldn't in the old well. days, well, it wouldn't have gone well because I never got a reply. No. In the old days, you could ring, and it still says on the internet, your local sorting office number, but all it does is pull you into like a national... Um, call center and then they say oh by the way the the current wait time to speak to an operator is 30 minutes so i thought so I'm it, not wasn't doing this. Important, was it? it wasn't well i've got 30 minutes and then she's gonna say have you got a tracking number well well i've no. got one i've got one somewhere i'll get one have for you? you yeah but it might not be for your one because your one was just standard post the tracking numbers for the ones that I'm, i will have a tracking number if you've got a tracking number i can do something we'll, 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 we'll talk about it do you know how many cars i got this morning I wonder where you were going with this. Uh, I'm going to go with, you know, uh, let's say one. 23. Valentine's cards. 23 Valentine's cards I got this morning. Would have been a lot more, Explain. but secu- would have been a lot more, but the security cards were very, very fast in the WH Smith's office. <laughs> but there you go. But, they have security in WH Smith's now. They do around here. Well, this is South London, mate. <laughs> we have security. We've got a good postal system, but we need security guards in uh, in, in, in WH Smiths. Well, if you're American... I didn't, I didn't get anything. I, got, I think I got something from oh, Spec Savers, but that, that's, I don't think that's to do with, with Valentine's. Well, that, you're, you're, so through, so you, you rushed to the door to get a... I didn't rush to the Spec door, Savers. no. I don't think I've rushed to the door in, in, <laughs> in many, many well, The years. postman doesn't come. <laughs> it comes when he feels like it. It's, it must it's, be it's, like once a year. Oh, the postman's here. Woo! He, he's not happy our postman either we used to have a quite a good guy but he's 
this current guy's he's not he's not the best. He's probably lost it. I don't know what's going on. Well, anyway, uh, hopefully he's uh, we'll find that. And uh, you know, hopefully if you if you want to send the love to Sean, send the love free today and then myself as well. Anyway, any, every day's Valentine's Day in the CB household, so don't we need to Is celebrate it? Oh yeah, Barry Barry White's on, Marvin Gaye's on. Ooh yeah, really? It's really no. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's move on. We have got three matches to talk about on this final day. Uh, this final podcast of the week, actually, it's uh, been a weekly game bet match, as you say. And the first time this week, we're going to go to Buenos Aires. It's a tournament which has sort of gone under the radar. Uh, but let's start across in America, where we have Delray Beach uh, and um, conditions there, windy, bit dusty. Uh, we've spoken about a player that there we think is probably under a little bit of pressure and he's not playing very well as Francis Tiafo. And the first match we're going to talk about is that match between Francis Tiafo and Radu Albert. And Albert is a former winner here, isn't he? Yeah, he's he won this tournament before. Mm. Um, TFO does lead the head-to-head, though, 2-0. Uh, long, long time ago, 2015 and 2017. Back in those days, we were getting sack loads of uh, of Valentine's cards. So you irrelevant... I'm not sure I was, but okay. <laughs> but, uh, I, I don't think I've ever read sack loads of Valentine's <laughs> But Francis TFO is a heavy favourite in minus 375. Albot is plus 280. The spread here is 4.5. TFO plus one fourteen, giving up a monstrous four and a half here. Albert's minus one forty eight, and the total here is twenty one and a half, with over minus one seventeen, under minus one oh eight. This match starts at eleven a.m. Eastern time on Thursday. Well, the, or the order of play starts at eleven a.m. Eastern time on Thursday. Um, TFO not playing well. We've mentioned him quite regularly on this podcast in the last few weeks. Is that he got beat by Giron in in Dallas in the quarterfinal. This is mm. his first match here in Delray Beach. Albert has come through two qualifying matches and he beat our pick Zhang uh, in a, in a topsy-turvy round one match. So uh, this looks a tricky opener for a, a player that's struggling for confidence in France's TFO. Yeah, I didn't like this. I didn't like it when Zhang um, drew Albert as the qualifier. It, it's always difficult when, you know, we do the show on a Sunday. It's it's a lot of qualifiers have yet to be, the qualifying hasn't finished and they've yet to be put in the draw, haven't they? When he got Albert, I thought, oh, could do without that, really, because Rado Albot just loves, he just absolutely loves playing at this tournament. And it's quite possible, I think, tonight that we, or tomorrow night we might see an upset. Um, even last year when he was ranked outside the top 100, he, I think he was 119th in the world, he, uh, Rado Albot last year, he absolutely destroyed Tommy Paul and made the semi-finals. And his overall, he lost, I think, in, in three sets in the end, to kick Manovich to, to make the final. Um, his overall record in in um, Delray Beach is, is great. You know, he's won 11 of his last 13 matches here in the main draw and qualifiers. And his service points, one and return points, one total is 102. His service hold and break total is 105. So this is a guy, he, he mentioned a few days ago, actually, how much he loves playing. And it's, it's you know, he didn't really need to say it's It's obvious. Um, he's at the end of his career now. But, you know, certain players just love certain tournaments, don't they? And Rado Albot just absolutely loves playing here. I mean, Tierfo's got a pretty decent record here as well. He's another former champion. I think he won it Back in 2018, I think he won it the year before, Albot. It's quite a few years ago. Very similar record in terms of of stats. Uh, his service points won every 10 points. One total is 103. And his service hold and break total is 106. So two guys here have got very, very similar records um, at this particular tournament. And but this is about this is about TFO, as well as the fact that Radu Albot is going to be 100% motivated for this. I said the other day, his record since the US Open is is poor and the updated stats on that since he lost to Shelton last US Open six wins nine defeats TFO it's a 40% win rate 
and a service points one and return points one total of 96. He was eased aside extremely comfortably with little resistance by Marcos Giron, as you said, a, a few days ago in Dallas. Um, and, and the stats that he's played, he's produced, you know, since the US Open have been way, way down, at least 10 points, I would say, down on what he's produced before and what we know he's capable of on his on his best form. So I think we have to take Albot in some way here. Um, the bet that I've chosen is is for Albot plus one and a half sets on the set handicap. That's a minus 102 plus, sorry, minus 102, 1.98 chance for Bet Rivers. Yep, that is 29 different markets available on the Bet Rivers website for this match and all the other matches. And remember, if you do place a brager, you can bet live and watch live. If you have a live stream this match on your home device, whichever one you choose. Uh, so TFO, a very, very uneasy, uneasy favourite, minus 375. We're mm. not going to have the high conviction to take Albert at plus 280 on the money line, but certainly... It's an option. Any... If you're braver, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. put people off that. This is just a slightly safer option. It's difficult to see TFO, unless he plays his absolute best stuff, TFO comes in, plays his A game, wipes him out in a couple of sets. That, that's That's possible, but... Doesn't seem that likely than what we've seen from him recently. We've mentioned about TFO many times before about on this show over the years about he's a, he's a high profile player. So when he plays at New York and the crowd get behind him and he's really he's pumped, I, I just don't think he's going to be that pumped here. The conditions might be a bit testing for him, Albert. Yeah, and as you say great record. It's going to be a pretty little matches. It is because he's coming from indoors as well, um, to this very blustery outdoor hardcore, very very different conditions. I know he's had a you know, a few days to prepare, but an opening match against a an expert at the tournament, you know, a guy who's super comfortable with, with the conditions. It, it just, all of it adds up to what is likely to be a, a tricky test for Tiff. He might pass it, but I certainly wouldn't back him on the, on the money line at that price. That's for sure. Yep. So a little bit of a question mark against Francis TFO tomorrow in Delray Beach at 11 a.m. Eastern time. So plenty of time on Thursday to be able to get those wages on. Uh, remember, we're plus 1.62 units so far this season. And uh, we just had Ruzavori win for us as well. So that might increase as well. So there's uh, all picks of all coming up. It's just still going through a month of February, as Sean has alluded to on this show so many times. February is a tricky little month. It's a tough month. So just keep your powder dry. There's lots of big tennis to come over the next few months as well. And February is a tricky little time. So uh, just happy with playing it out. But there, we're going from plus one and a half sets. Is that an official pick, Sean? Yeah, that's the official pick for today, yeah. That's the only one? Unless I convince myself when I'm talking about the next ones. Um, yeah, I'd say so. Well, let's see if I can convince you. I don't think I can on my form at the moment. But uh, anyway, you never know. I, I can stop traffic at the moment. Uh, let's move <laughs> on to a tournament we haven't even spoken about this week. We haven't even mentioned it. You know, three tournaments this week. The timing hasn't really worked. And the matches we wanted to speak about weren't really sort of uh, ideal for the, the shows that we've, we've, we've been recording. We're over in Buenos Aires on the clay, and we have Carlos Alcaraz, who's uh, making his reappearance, very similar to Yannick Sinner after the Australian Open. He's chosen to come to Buenos Aires, and he's where he's the defending champion. He's the number one seed, obviously. You know, he's the, the, the great young hope there, but he's the number one seed here, and he's also the defending champion. Um, and he's a very heavy favourite up against a player that I don't really know much about, actually. We're listening to what Sean's going to tell about me, uh, tell about him. Carlos Alcaraz is minus 1,115, so 1115 against Camilo Hugo Carabelli. The spread here is five and a half. Uh, minus five and a half at Alcaraz is minus 125. Hugo Carabelli is minus 103. And the total here is 19 and a half. Now, when you sent this across to me, I obviously looked at the, the form of 
Carabelli, I didn't know much about him, and he, he's, mm. he's in good form here. I mean, he's in great form. He's won a he's won a challenger coming into this uh, tournament here. He's on a eight match unbeaten run, and in qualification, he didn't just he beat some really good players: Munar, Delien, Varilas. I mean, that's very very good on his CV. Twenty four years of age, not really know much about him, but um, biggest game of his career here. Yeah, he's a pretty typical Argentine clay quarter. They just keep producing these guys, don't they? Um, you know, last week we had, I, I said, didn't I, Cordoba last week, the qualifiers have a good record. It was qualifier versus qualifier in the final, wasn't it? And, you know, Argentinian qualifier against an Argentinian qualifier. It happens all, they just keep producing these these really good clay court players. Now, I've seen Hugo Carabelli numerous times. He's, there's nothing that will get you off your seat about him, really. He hasn't got, like, massive weapons or anything, but he's, he's very solid. Um there's a few reasons to to like him here. Uh, one factor is that he can he's coming directly from his house. He only lives three blocks away from here. Um, he, he cycles to the stadium from his from his apartment apparently, so he's as comfortable as it's possible to be in the conditions, and he's going to know the conditions as well, if not better than than any player in this field. He's probably played it hundreds hundreds of times. Uh, as you said, he's on a win of eight runs. Eight runs, eight wins in a row from winning that challenger last week through the qualities. As you said, beat some great players in qualities, and now the main draw. You know, he's this is a this is a great opportunity for him, isn't it? You know, people, you know, perhaps like yourself that haven't seen him, perhaps seen him for the first time today. It's it's a great chance for him to to make a big impression on on his very much home soil. So it's a it's a great chance for him to show what he's got in those in his last ten matches on clay. I know some of them. A lot of them were played in in challenges, but his service points won and return points won total is 109 in those matches. I know it's a slightly lower standard um, than he's going to be facing, you know, in the main uh, the main level, but still very very good statistics. And, and more, perhaps more importantly, his, his confidence is it's got to be sky high at the moment. It's got to be absolutely sky high. The other thing that that kind of leads me towards some sort of lean towards Carabelli in a, in a sense is that. Each of the last in each of the last three years, Carlos Alcaraz's opening match of the year on clay has gone to three sets each time. He's won all three of them, but he's he's dropped a set. I think last year it was Jere that, that took a set off him. So he's he's found it difficult to to come in and, and you would. It's his first match on clay. Last time he played, I think, was the Australian Open, wasn't it? He certainly hasn't played an official match since then. He's got to come into very, very different conditions. Yeah, I'm sure he's prepared great, but it's not that easy just to come onto the match court and and knock a guy over who's who's on such a hot run and, and who, who is much, much more familiar with the conditions. So you wouldn't give Carabelli much of a chance if this was in the middle of the clay swing in Europe. But, you know, that, that that's not a good situation. But this looks like a good a good chance again before Alcaraz gets too settled. Um, so if you're looking at betting in this match, I think over, nine, over 19 and a half games, that's a 1.97 chance of Bet Rivers. Or there was you... 18, 18 and a half games, Sean. Here, I think. It, oh, right. It was 19 they, and a half earlier. Let me just double check. No, you, I might have got that wrong. It's, no, it's, it's my, I've got it wrong, obviously. So I've, got, I've written down 18. It was 19 and a half. It's minus 104, the over. Okay, yeah. So over 19 and a half games, that's a possibility. If you want to go for a real big price, the 2 1 to Alcaraz, which would have cashed in each of the three previous opening clay matches of the year for him, that's a 4.5 plus 350 chance of Bit River. So, I, Whatever you're doing here, I think siding in some way with Carabelli to extend this match is is the way to go. I think it's I think that's a great bet. Nineteen and a half over minus one hundred four. The, the reasons you said they lives close, two blocks away, 
cycles there, knows the court, knows the conditions in the form of his life. Got a cold champion and he's going to take time to adjust. Have we convinced you it's an official play? Nerves is a slight worry for me. Yeah, but keep it 4-4 in the first set. Lose 6-4 and we cash it. Yeah. It's it's, it's at the big points, isn't it? Nerves nerves is a bit of a concern. He could come out really, really tight. And then, you know, if he loses, he goes a double breakdown or something. It's it's curtains, isn't it? Um, That's the problem. But, you know, the thing is, if you are betting in that match, if you're watching that match, and I think that's the way to go. So my endorsement hasn't made an official pick. No, I'm a bit. Thanks a bit, very much. A bit worried about nerves. Thanks very much, mate. <laughs> it's, it's, it's no one can change my mind. It's it's very difficult for getting people. To, you asked Natasha. Oh, I'm not. I'm not even going to get involved in the the Calvert domestics. <laughs> I'm not going to miss that. It's it's not nothing to do with me. Uh, yes. Anyway, nineteen and a half minus one four is a lean here. Uh, Alcaraz up against the local boy. He plays his court pretty much well, more than anyone else in the draw. And Alcaraz is cold, so that would be our lean. 19 and a half over or any sort of market get with Kerry Billy. Uh, maybe the turn one to Alcaraz and Sean said, but a much bigger price. Uh, the final match, only three matches we're talking about today because of the, the draws and the way that the things are situated at the moment. There's matches going on as we speak. Um, and it's in Rotterdam. It's the taunt we've really sort of highlighted most about over the last few weeks. A lot of the last few days, sorry. Uh, it's uh, an interesting one, this one. It, I, I quite like this one. It's how... It's how Favourite friend, the most profitable person on the show, Hubert Herkash, uh, up against our 50 to 1 pick to win the tournament. So, our sort of, uh, we're, we're, we're our good mate Herkash, we're obviously going to desert him in some capacity. He's want Greek Sport to win it. Uh, mm. Herkash is minus 230. Greek Sport is plus 180. Uh, two and a half spread is the line that Bet Rivers set on this match. Herkash is plus 117, giving up those two and a half games. And Grixbor receiving the two and a half games is minus 109. Now, the total here is 23 and a half, with minus 108 on over and minus 118 on under. But do not let that line put you off here, because when you look at these two, when you look at the data when these two have played, they played three times in 2023. All of them are cashed over. There's been a French Open epic. They played an absolute epic five-setter. There's been four tie breaks in the three matches that they've uh, they've played. Now I don't, I never do know your pick. I never know where you're coming from. So I sometimes second guess it. But I reckon it's got something to do with tie breaks. It's got to be something to do with games. Um, it's got to be something like that, surely. Something like that, yeah. Um, so what what we got then? What's what we got for him? You've got to go overs again, haven't you? I think. Oh. I'll, I'll explain why I'm going for over sets in a minute rather than over games. But um, yeah, I mean, Herkash, he just keeps winning these these final set tiebreakers, doesn't he? He's won 11 of his last 15 final set tiebreaks, Herkash. I don't know whether you saw the match against Leheka, but he should have won it in straight sets. Uh, Herkash failed with a number of match points in the second set tiebreak, ends up losing that tiebreak. Then Leheka had numerous match points in in the final set tiebreak, including one on his own serve when he double faulted. Um so he certainly had some luck, Herkash. We had a little bit of luck with him, didn't we, in um, Shanghai when he won a final set tiebreak from match point down against against Rublev. So he just keeps doing it. It's unbelievable, his record in final set tiebreaks. Um, but he's yet to win back-to-back matches in Rotterdam. Never won twice in this tournament, um, has uh, Herkash. And you can sort of see why. He only wins 31% of return points at this tournament. So again, he's relying once again very heavily on tiebreaks. So does Greek Sport. Greek Sport's only won 31% of return points at this tournament. Um, if we look at their head-to-head, which you mentioned, 
very serve dominated. Her cash has held serve 93% of the time. And, and one of those is a five setter on clay. Um, Greek sports held serve 87% of the time. Greek sports only won 30% of return points. Her cash has done a bit better, 34.5% of return points. So her cash, slight edge um, in the matchup. But two two guys that have really struggled to break each other's serve. The interesting stat for me here, when her cash has played top 30 ranked opposition in best of three set matches in the last 12 months, 64% of them have gone to a deciding set. Now, 64%, if we convert that to odds, is roughly 1.56 minus 178. And here we're getting with Bet Rivers plus 130, 2.3 about this one going to a, a third set. So, Having looked at the lines and they're very they're very short, aren't they? For like over ten and a half, I think over ten and a half is only just over evens, isn't it? About five mm. to four, or six to five, or something like that. So they're they're virtually telling you that this is going to be a, a long match. So for me, the over two and a half sets here is is the value play if you're going to get involved. It's very difficult to see either of these winning this match quickly. Yeah, total sets is plus one thirty. Uh, over two and a half. And when you look at it compared to the other markets, as Sean has said there, that is obviously the the angle of attack here. I mean, I wouldn't put anyone off going over 23 and a half. I wouldn't actually. Yeah, you could go over, over 30 and a half. You could go for the real big one because I wouldn't be surprised if this went to a final set tiebreak, in which case, you know, that would that would be very much um, you know, on, on the on the cards. Yeah, tiebreak in the match is minus 139, which is probably a little bit too short for us to get involved here. But when you consider minus 139 for a tiebreak and you consider plus 130 for over two and a half um, sets there, that that really does sort of highlight where the value might be there. So yeah, Herkash Griggsbore, um, he's our pick at 50 to one. If you didn't know that already, uh, we were on Herkash to win this tournament. At, sorry, uh, Griggsbore at 50 to one to win this tournament. We all know that Herkash is our as our go-to man. But on this occasion, we, uh, we, we, we're we signing with the the local player, Greek Spore, and Herkash, we just want him to just do what he does and have a little bit of a Go break. to a final set tie Go break. to a final set tie break and then we <laughs> cash. And then he, he's, he's still our best friend, isn't he? That's how it works. We want I'd rather Greek just, Spore to win. Yeah, I'd rather he, we, it was three very, very short sets and Greek Spore was like 6-1 in the third. That would be that would be great. Um, but yeah, it's, it's with those two, it's difficult. I mean, Greek Spore's obviously not going to go away easily. Um, Herkash very rarely does, so it's it's hard to see anything other than a long match there. That is it for today, and that's it for the week. Um, we're back next week. Where where do we go? We go to Qatar, don't we? Next week, we got Rio, I think, haven't we? Let's have a look. Uh, next week looks like that was the places we want to go to: Rio, Qatar, Doha, Mexico. and Los Cabos. Oh. Have you been I'd to Mexico? To to Los Cal- I'd love to go to Los Cabos actually, but it's I can't. I can't really justify it. Natasha would go mental if I went out to Los Cabos because Acapulco's the next week, I think, as well, isn't it? Because oh, they changed. Loco, the... you lo- yeah, you lo- would... you'll be going loco out there. I'd be doing Los Cabos, Acapulco, and Indian Wells. I would. I'd be away for like about three weeks. I don't think that's going to go down too well, to be honest. Well, you, you know, you have to you know, sort of take them with you, sure. Well, I can't take Lagan out of school for three weeks. Or what are you doing? Oh, he's, we're just taking him to the tennis. Take put him in that after school club for three weeks. I'll be, I'll be getting letters letters from South End Borough Council every every five seconds. That's yeah, you know, I can't do that. Well, anyway, what is what a great week that week. It's, it's uh, obviously three big tournaments of two fifty in Doha. We have got a two fifty in Mexico, and we have a five hundred in Rio. Brilliant tennis to look forward to, and then we get the 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 Dubai, and then we have. Lots of other stuff going on as well over the Fakker Pole. And it's Indian Wells. And Indian Wells. So it's really livening up. And uh, make sure you subscribe 
to the Benny Weekly Studios YouTube show, YouTube channel. A uh, huge amount of content on there. Obviously, not only tennis, but obviously we've got the, the soccer as well. Champions League action tonight and yesterday. Getting into the nitty-gritty of that tournament as well as the Europa League and shows there live. Download the Benny Weekly Game Bet Match podcast from your preferred podcast provider. And also, obviously, follow us, please, on our Instagram and our Twitter account app because we win lots of exclusive stuff coming on the Instagram account. Um, myself and Sean will be traveling again. I think, well, I think from next week, Sean, there's going to be a lot of traveling coming in, a lot of tournament stuff. Yeah, coming. you're away first, aren't you, in Dubai? I'm in Dubai uh, next week uh, or the week after next on from Monday, Monday morning, and I'll be at the tennis on Wednesday and Thursday. And then uh, you're away. I'll be Indian Wells, yeah. Indian Wells. So lots of content to look forward to. Uh, lots of stuff will be live. We'll be giving you some insights while we're at court as well. So uh, there's the action for today. Just the one official pick. We couldn't persuade Sean to have a, another pick on the Alcaraz match. but uh, It's tempting, it, but I've, I've done this before in February. You, you, you end up having too many bets and it, it just gets a bit chaotic. And if it doesn't go your way, you're in, you're in big trouble. Well, we're just the one. And that doesn't matter. It's a good one. It's Albot against TFO. Um, we're going to go for what was the kid? Sorry, I've lost plus one and a half sets. Albot plus, plus one, one and a half sets. sets. One point nine plus seven. Plus one and a half sets for Albot to win against TFO. That's it for the week. Uh, thanks very much for joining. Thanks very much for subscribing. Really appreciate all your comments. Make sure you keep them comments coming. Any question chat for myself or Sean, you can leave them on the messages below this video. And we'll be back next week on Sunday when we break down the outright markets or the tournament futures on the three big events that we spoke about there. Take care. All the best.